0: Welcome to Breaking Good, the official, unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. You know what time it is, right? It is time to break down to our banana hammocks. Absolutely. And make this cast. Absolutely. Uh we had a little mishap this week. I deleted all my notes. <laughs> so yeah, <you> did. <laughs> uh, what's gonna happen is Aaron's gonna take over the show, the recap oh, God. this week. Let's see if he's up to it. Uh, the listeners are not up to it, I can
1: guarantee that. Um, <laughs> well if they're not, they'll let you know. So uh breaking bad news. Uh not much happened last week, actually. Um, you know oh yes, they got renewed for sixteen more episodes. Final season. Oh, just that? Yeah, That's just all that, that happened. That's all. Yeah. All that bickering. Now okay, first of all, can we agree that this is objectively a good thing, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Like this is the best from a fan's perspective, this is the best result you could get. We're not getting some bitch six or seven episodes final season we're not getting him bloated out the two mm-hmm. seasons and pissing off gilligan we're not getting the standard 13 we're getting three more episodes so the final episode the so final season can breathe well
0: i don't know because he was uh, who was fighting for the six to eight was it amc that was saying we don't have the money we don't want that That's many episodes what
1: the reports were i don't okay. know who to believe because honestly i don't understand why does fight ever happen with the result that we got Yeah. Like, AMC rolled up tough and, like, yo, bitch, we want six or seven episodes. Uh Uh-huh. And then Sony was like, "Uh, hey, yo, Fox, FX channel. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about this show? You want two more seasons? And Gilligan's like, ah! And then AMC's like, no, come on, baby. Come on. I didn't mean it. Come on back. Like. I don't know. I don't know what happened. AMC seems like Jokers in all this. The way they're handling all of this.
0: Yeah, honestly, I mean, AMC is new to the whole television game, right? I mean, they've been they've had a network for a long time, but they the haven't original. been producing their original content right. for a long time. And now that they have Walking Dead, which is an original show, I think they're struggling a little bit to comprehend what they should be doing now.
1: Well, I just, I don't know. It, it just seems like their negotiation tactics don't ever get them what they want. <laughs> You know, Uh they ask for the moon, the creator gets all pissy about it, and then they give the person, you know, what they want times two. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, that's the textbook bad negotiation. It's like... I uh, won't we'll pay no more than 15. Oh, yeah? Well, you'll pay 30. Okay, we'll take it for 40. I mean, that's yeah. the way these guys are rolling. I don't <laughs> sure. get it.
0: I don't know, man. Uh, don't
1: did know you that. see the uh, the Twitter account that had, that purports to be the AMC? I
0: did. I actually tweeted about that of Joel Stillerman or whatever. That's right, you did. That is hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to link that in the show notes. It's cause... really good. It's all talking about how AMC is so cheap, and especially, like, specifically, Joel. <laughs> Right. His name is Joel, right? I think so. Who know. Okay. But, yeah, it's just all about like these, these funny little jokes where he'll say, like, oh, this is the perfect show. It's got creativity, and best of all, it's cheap, or whatever. Just hilarious little things like that. Right. Um, so,
1: yeah, that's I think for the fans, that's got to be the best type of result. So, um, other news, uh, if you recall one of the first episodes, I challenged New Mexico. I threw down the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. It says you guys are getting your asses handed to you by Arizona. Arizona's a bitch state. And <laughs> <laughs> you just said it again. <laughs> That's right. Uh well, you uh congratulations Albuquerque. You are now outperforming Arizona 2 to 1.
0: Oh on my our side
1: stats. So, representing the ABQ. Albuquerque pride. Nice. I
0: they need to step up, right?
1: I mean, yeah. it's their show. Yeah. I mean, come on, rep this. This is good for your
0: state. So, um hey, uh do you have any other news cuz if not roll right to recap. Uh, no, I don't think so. That was the big news. If you want all the news, though, you can go to our website and check out Aaron's Breaking Bad news every single day. Yep. Uh, well, every weekday. Every weekday. It's slides Monday off Friday. on the weekends. That's right. But there's tons of good news there, and we just cover basically the big highlight this week on the show. Right. Uh, so start a recap. This is going to be interesting, because
1: the way I do a recap is, like, the first scene, my note is, Aztecs are badass. <laughs>
0: because...
1: <laughs> no, that's a good note for the first scene. Because, are you kidding me? Because we open up with,
0: uh... Walt doing some hard driving on the streets of Albuquerque. Yes. Some some really cool uh, camera work there. I like how they're attaching it to different sides of the car and uh-huh. underneath and up front and just, like, all these cool angles. They needed the
1: A-Team cam, you know, the one where it's right over the driver's side wheel and you're seeing it
0: turn and bounce and all uh, that stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had uh, one close to it. It was behind the wheel down on the sideboard, the the kick panel or whatever. Okay, So... Um, so what do you think about that? He's, uh,
1: Colin Saul, he's trying to make Mm -hmm. some last, he's trying to make, I think, his last will and testament as
0: he's driving through a residential zone 80 miles an hour. Yeah, I think he's having Saul write up a will right there on the spot, And probably,
1: I'm guessing, one of the poorest handling cars that America has ever (laughs) built that Detroit's (laughs) ever rolled out. Certainly one of the poorest looking cars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the Aztecs.
1: No. Uh, well, although they did, they did sell the tent package. Like, you could convert it literally into a tent. Isn't that what a car is already? <laughs> well, I mean... You could just sleep in your car. Basically, open opened up the gate and there was a nylon fly, like <laughs> like like for underwear that, that so, you can zip up, and now it's a
0: tent. Uh, that is the ultimate make-out car. Wow. Right? Because I, it doesn't... It, the windows don't fog up, right? Nah, if you, you put that, that nylon... Material, the hell
1: end. no. It's ventilated. Walt knows what he's doing. Okay. Uh, anyway, he also left a pretentious voicemail about, uh, and, and I love how he dropped into like, everything's cool Walt mode. Yeah. Like, right. Hey, uh, you know, stopping by the store. Do you want me to get some milk? By the way, I've been thinking about you. Love you.
0: No screeching tires in that message. No. So weird. No.
1: Um, so then we see him screaming the Los Polos, Polos? polos. I don't speak. Los Pollos Hermanos. Hermanos. Yes. I don't know. Because I don't Jim's, speak it Jim's Spanish, so he knows. <laughs> right. Um, um, but, uh. So uh, he goes right up to the counter and he wants to talk to uh, Gustavo's friend mm-hmm. and tell him he knows what it's about. And the manager's like, uh, you know, he's not in. I see his car outside. Well, I'm sorry, sir. He's not in. Um, I thought the theme in this scene was basically Walt, again, is paranoia. Because oh, he's yeah. sitting there and, you know, before where he kind of waited out. If, if you remember the first time he met Gus, he kind of waited out the whole day mm-hmm. and was Relatively secure. He felt like he was the top dog. Now he's seen all these cameras watching him. Um, you well, see the- this fat man sitting there devouring a breakfast, and that's menacing all of a sudden. <laughs> sure. He looks kind of scary, and oh my god, here's a bunch of Mexican tough guys coming in. And no, mm-hmm. they just
0: want a breakfast burrito. Um, yeah, the, the interesting thing I noticed in this scene was Walt. Walt really lets his emotions get the best of him at times. And this is another scenario where he rushed into this. He didn't think about it. Right. He didn't think think all the way through it, rushed into it, and realized he was in over his head. Right. And if Gus had been there, if those tough guys had been there for him, he was done. Right. Well, do you think, but this has to
1: prove, because I've seen a lot of people, especially with the events of this episode, talk about whether Walt genuinely cares for Jesse or not. Yeah, we actually got some feedback on that too. Okay, um, I I think that this the scenes like this prove that he does. I mean, if he's going to put his life on the line mm-hmm. to the, to the point that he's making out a will on his phone with the, his attorney, um, and going to run in there to Gus's inner sanctum with his gun, mm-hmm. to me that says that he does care about the kid. I mean, yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting that uh, I don't think this is my original thought um, I can't remember who I saw it from but someone compared the way that Walt treats Jesse is the similar way to the way Skyler treats Walt hmm. it's kind of a very bullying harassing tr- talking down to them like are you the stupidest person in the world or are you just pretending to be <laughs> um, and I thought that was kind of interesting
0: okay yeah yeah I can see that, that uh, analogy being made
1: Uh, So, anyway, the other thing is we hear the uh, vibrator go off, and everyone on TV has the world's loudest vibrator. You're talking about his
0: cell phone, I hope.
1: Yeah. uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know what (laughs) was in his other pocket. That went off, too. He's got one gun in one pocket. (laughs) No, but, I mean, everyone in TV and movies has the world's loudest vibrator setting. Like, it sounds like that you've left it on a china plate, the way it rattles and vibrates. (laughs) Sure. Um, But... uh, he's called a Mike again is like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he wants to talk to Jesse. Um, so at this point, Jesse still was in fuck it. I don't care mode. Um, I don't know whether it's a real or an act at that point, but he was pulling on mm-hmm. off pretty well. Um, then when Walt basically didn't get mollified, cause Mike basically blew him off, did not take him serious. So it's like, you know, whatever, cross my heart. He's going to be okay. Yeah. He actually runs into Gus's office and is going to shoot him in the face. But what did you think that Walt thought when he first bust into that office and Gus wasn't there?
0: Uh, I have no idea.
1: See, I thought that he realized for the very first time that Gus is just completely untouchable.
0: Ooh, I don't know, man, because I still don't think he's realized this. Really? I think that's the scene where it sunk in for him. I think think it does later in the episode, honestly. Mm. I think it's when... uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump around here a little bit. But I think it's when Jesse says, hey, I've got two jobs now. I think Walt gets a little bit clued in there uh-huh. um, because we'll we'll talk about this later. But Gus is really setting the stage. Right, right. Uh,
1: so the next scene is now we're seeing Jesse and Mike in the car. We heard him on the phone. Now we see him in the car. Mm-hmm. And I think this might be the first scene where Jesse might be a little scared. Or at least he, for the first time, realizes he doesn't want to die.
0: Yeah, he's he's angry. I like I said this last week. It looked like his face wasn't scared; it was angry. Huh. And I think he's angry that Mike might be taking him out to kill him, to leave his body in a ditch, like he says. So I didn't get angry; I got scared. And he's reaching
1: for the keys, you know, doing the the, the key fist method, the key fist method that they teach you in rape prevention class. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, he's going to like be going for the throat and the groin. <laughs> You know, not give not give that old man... He's going to go for the ear, probably, yeah, it's, too. it's the Wolverine, right? Yeah. Like,
0: that's... Yeah.
1: Uh, adamantium keys. Um, so, what did you think about his bravado there, about, you know, you better shoot straight old man, or I'm going to cut, slice
0: that other ear off of you? Uh, I thought that was awesome. I yeah. mean, Jesse needs to stand up to this old dude, right? Right. I mean, that's what they see in Jesse. That's what they want from Jesse. They right. don't They don't want uh, puny Jesse, who's going to back down. Right. So, um...
1: Anyway, they said that, that they're out there. They've eventually arrived to where they're going, which is... Uh, I think that's where the Terminator kept his gun, or Sarah Connor keeps her guns. <laughs> out in the desert. Right? Yeah. Uh, so he went to Sarah Connor's stash house and pulled mm-hmm. a large sum of money um, in a Ziploc bag and said, hey, we got to do this six more times, kid. We've got lots of miles to go, and I want to do it before dark. Um so here's where I'm going to need a little help, Jim. My next note said Scarface had sex with Mr. Rogers. <laughs> that was that's that's Hank, right? Uh, he,
0: uh, uh yeah, this he is says scene, that.
1: This is the scene where his uh, uh, other buddy from the I guess Albuquerque Police Force comes back to kind of pick his brain and say, uh-huh. "So you really think this is Heisenberg?" Yeah. And uh, Hank says, "Hey, you know what? I'm done. This really feels like closure. Seeing the guy die." And I'm out. And all of this is so working in Walt's favor right now. Completely. This yeah. is going all completely off of Hank's radar, and he's done with it, and, I, and he's gotten peace, and he's resigned to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's completely done with law enforcement at this point, is my my guess. Right. So, now, you got any other point? Because I'm going to move on to the next no, scene with Mike and ahead. Jesse. Uh, so, we're at the next drop. And the one thing I want to mention here is that we've got uh, Mike, uh, whose cough, incurable cough of death went into (laughs) remission last week. Yep. Looks like he's had another outbreak, a conspicuous cough at the beginning in this scene.
0: Yep. Uh, so that's that's back on radar. Our radar, right? And in the car, uh, I think this happened already. But in the car, he doesn't want Jesse to smoke, right? Right. So, um... so what is the connection there? Is that do we think that's lung cancer on his part as well? Uh,
1: no. I mean, I think. That's a good – that's an interesting point, but it's also just as
0: like that Mike don't like people smoking in his car. I mean I let people smoke in my car. Nobody. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because I don't like my car I did, to... re- I did read an interview with Jonathan Banks today, and he says that uh, he used to smoke in his car all the time back in the 70s, and right. he hasn't smoked in 20-plus years, and now no one smokes in his car. So right. that may be part of it, but I really think there's a connection there between him not wanting to, Jesse to smoke and his cough. Okay. Um, I also, uh, so Jesse asks, he starts to
1: figure it out. It's like, oh, I know why I'm here. I'm the muscle. I'm the protection. I'm Mm -hmm. the lookout. Don't I need a gun? And Mike's like, you've got to be joking, right? (laughs) Uh Um, And then they proceeded to have this... (laughs) Uh, really weird, uh, the the uh, fast paced Latino music that was playing during the yes. opening sequence here, and they did so that cool uh, fast motion, basically Jesse just dicking around, yeah, swinging around, doing a Star and- Wars kid impersonation. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. digging in his ass crack. He's uh, like acting the fool in the car, um,
0: and yeah, it was a straight up montage,
1: right? But I'm like, I thought it was a little bit much as I put in my recap. I mean. It's hard for me to take Jesse seriously as a proto badass when he, you know, sitting beside the killer, uh, mm-hmm. who he's just moments ago afraid of. Now he's just basically trying to provoke him into a reaction because he's bored. That seems pretty foolhardy. That it's something you wouldn't do naturally. But then again, maybe
0: he's tweaking a little bit coming down. Off Probably because yeah. you know he's been a big user. Sure, and I, I think it's a good way to show that Jesse is not totally matured yet. He's not right. completely. Turn the corner he's still jesse he still has a personality you know right and, and when he's bored he's just gonna
1: screw around the whole time they're in that car driving miles and miles and miles bored i'm thinking man they should be listening to breaking good <laughs> they would totally <laughs> take this cast right It's right? a perfect time when you're bored to death whip out the cast sure um what mike finally reaches a boiling point and he pulls over and and jesse's like saying you know i'm bored it's like you know i'm I'm the guy now, right? And Mike go, gives this pretty hilarious <laughs> r- uh, speech. Is like, no, you are not a guy, the guy. Mm. I had a guy, and now I don't have that guy anymore. You will never be that
0: guy. I didn't think it was hilarious. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was threatening. I thought I thought it was just the right amount oh, see, th- of th- threatening to Jesse. Hmm. I thought it was really funny, especially the way he's like, I had a guy, and then you f- dumb fucks got his my guy's throat slit. Well, I've never seen Mike... React like that. I've never seen Mike get riled up about anything. Mm. And so when he went off, basically, on Jesse in his own way, that, to me, was, like, a surprise, you know? You know, know, that might be why,
1: because I think I found it funny the second time, because as we find Mm -hmm. out in events later, this was all a charade
0: anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I wonder how much of Mike's reactions were genuine. Like, yeah. Well, I think this probably was, because I think he genuinely liked Victor, because if they're rolling around... Together, like him and Jesse are now, they're naturally going to be talking all the time. They're they're really going to form a friendship, and Jesse essentially killed his friend. I don't know. The Gus crew doesn't aren't big on talks. I could literally believe That's, that they roll two hundred miles really? without saying anything. Like the cousins, yeah, yeah,
1: walk all the way from Mexico uh-huh, and uh-huh. not say anything. Sure. Um, so, I like in this um, article that we've got uh, a lot more fun with like camera angles. Um, they yes. did a lot of stuff from Walt's perspective and they really portray that making meth is hard work. I mean, Walt yeah, is like yeah. hoofing chemicals around and lifting things and grunting and groaning and everything's claustrophobic in that mask. I, and I
0: really want to talk about that because I think there's a lot of metaphor there. Um, you want to wait until we get a little, couple more scenes on? Cause we're going to talk about it some more. Yeah. If it hasn't happened yet, we'll, no, no, we'll get yeah. to it.
1: Uh, so, next thing we see, uh, his watch beeps off after uh, he gets to a stopping point in the cook. Uh-huh. And he dashes home uh, yep. to uh, Casa uh, White to meet his... Casablanco. Casablanco. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been much funnier. Why right? couldn't I come up with that? <laughs> come on. you got to be on your toes in this I cast. do. I do. So, anyway, they come up to Casablanco and um they're there with skylar and i guess their lawyer or real estate agent or business consultant and they're doing uh-huh. the there's they're, they're they're signing off all the deeds for the car wash yep and Skylar's having a little bit of that, like, anyone that's ever bought a house or anything knows that, like, when you get down to the last couple signatures, it's like, whoa.
0: I really think they should have put eyebrows in this scene, right? Uh, to have him confront yeah. Walt a little bit. Yeah, it's
1: kind of weird that he wasn't because, like, <laughs> I've never done a business real estate deal, but usually every everyone is in the room. Yeah. Because you need to sign all this stuff and be witnessed and all that. And
0: that would have given them a great opportunity to resolve that conflict. Oh, which well, may, which might mean he's coming back. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, prediction time. I don't have any predictions this week, so let's do that. I think eyebrows is going to be back uh, this season.
1: Okay. I that's that's a perfectly uh, cromulent uh, prediction. All right, write it, mark it down. Uh, no, because I can't take notes and do this recap. Of the same <laughs> oh well, time. yeah, we'll do it after the show. I'll do it when I'm listening to it tomorrow. Sure. Um. So after uh, uh, you know, Scholar's nervous, she's scared, and she's giving this big speech about we have to be do everything perfect. And Walt, mm. you know, is kind of the man, and he's like totally calm because. Kind of weirdly calm, except for now that he's had death threats and killed people, that you know, signing a six figure loan <laughs> is nothing to him, yeah, right. And he's like, you know, we'll be fine. And she makes him promise that there are going to be no more secrets, that they have to be uh, on completely honest with each other. And mm-hmm. he agrees, and he is such a liar, such a liar, like, such a liar. How many times does she have to open? And invite him for complete honesty, and for her him
0: to shut her out, just stonewall that offer. Yeah. Um, And what he doesn't hear, but he he never promises that he will be completely honest. He never Mm -hmm. says, "I promise." But he says something like, "I can get behind that," or "I can go along with that." Yeah, he's going to get behind that because the next scene. (laughs) No wait wait wait! Don't don't go to the next scene yet because there's something very interesting that happens here. Oh, that phone call, the voicemail that he left. That's where I was going. Oh, okay. I thought you were moving on to the bedroom no, no, scene no, already. No, no, no. The, <laughs> okay. uh,
1: the the voicemail comes to fruition. Now, when he got that, and Walt's looking like a landed fish because he knows yeah. under what circumstance he left that message. Huh. Um, I thought that she was going to put together that you know him calling out of the blue was going to be a red herring, but no, she. And they kind of played that for a couple of beats, but yeah, then, yeah, yeah.
0: boom, they're in the, bed, they're in the bedroom. <laughs> See, I don't think this has totally played out yet. I think this is a sleeper plot. I think this is just like his second cell phone, where episodes from now, this is going to come back up. Really? And, and Skylar, like, because they played it, like you said, it was immediately after... Walt had just promised that there would be no more secrets. Right. And then this voicemail message comes up. He doesn't say anything about it. It was left under duress. And she doesn't yet know about all the trouble he's in physically. Like, he's about to be killed, whatever. Right. So I think this is coming up again. I think they're, they're really highlighting that there. Right. So, um... They had a nice trick
1: with the glasses there, too, because yes. things were going to soon get uh, not cable network friendly. At least not <laughs> right. cable network friendly. So mm-hmm. Walt takes his glasses off, and as soon as he does, the scene goes blurry. Yes. Um, and again, there's another thing. It's kind of like, you know, another instance is us seeing the world through Walt's eyes. Absolutely. And I didn't, I was hoping that someone like Melissa Mares or wall would touch on that, and
0: I didn't see anybody, but you sound like you had a take on this. I absolutely I did well, See, spit at, it, brother well at first I thought that there was uh some sort of like you, you saw the the scene clearly through the glasses you didn't but everything goes blurry when he takes those glasses off right and to me those glasses kind of symbolize his nerdiness his school teacher his chemist okay uh, not definitely not Heisenberg because Heisenberg rocks the sunglasses. Heisenberg rocks possible. sunglasses. He he does wear the glasses sometimes, but but he's only sensible. because he must, you know. Right. right. So I think those really represent the old Walt and he can see clearly through those glasses. He's level-headed. He is d- taking in the details, he's understanding what's going on. When he takes those off and he becomes Heisenberg, he gets reckless. He can't see the details. Everything becomes comes out of focus. Right. Um, so, uh,
1: the scene does throw a little bit of red meat to the fat Skyler camp. Does it? <laughs> I mean, I saw a lot of unkind things on the internet. Can we, can we talk, can we get real about Skylar for a second? i I've tried, Jim. I've tried to engage you on many levels, and and, and your Skylar hate is just unrelenting.
0: You're right. You want to come clean? It, until now, you wanna it, has come been, to Jesus? it has been unrelenting. Right now, I'm going to tell you, Skylar was much better this episode. I, much better. She was cooperating with Walt. She was still giving him direction, but she was doing it in a way that didn't come across as nagging and bitchy. So the woman's got to be
1: submissive, is what you're saying? That's what. No, woman...
0: I, no, that is not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is there are there is such a thing as tact, and okay. she was most certainly not using it before.
1: But J- Walt completely lacks this tact feature as well, as we're going to see blatantly in this episode. I mean, my God, the yeah. man is such an arrogant ass. Sure. Um, and I, he's, he's reversing it. I dig Skylar. Um, I I think I got over her n- not liking her in, like, season two when she went through so much. And honestly, I think, you know, the woman's
0: 43 years old, just had a baby. I, you know, hell, I'd do it. So I, I've got no comment on the fat Skylar thing. If people want to call her fat, whatever. I think a woman that, uh,
1: that like, is, you know, checking you and is smart, you know, can can run a business like that and can put these deals together. I mean, that's, like, worth their weight in gold. <laughs>
0: I just made a weight joke and I didn't even fucking mean to. God damn it. I really don't want to say that's a lot of gold. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> in today's market, they could buy a car wash straight up. Um okay. Let's let's move on. This Please. was trying to be something nice and it just didn't work. Right. Um so next scene, speaking of picking up the details and seeing clearly, Walt's picking up everything he's noticing the new fa- fabric softener. Ah, oh, everything smells yeah. good after a nooner. And I have uh, a take on these on these the sheets. Got you got re- the new
0: haircut? No. What's the new sheet? Did you read my uh my instant review? No. Apparently not. <laughs> um I think I put this in there, but Basically, Walt's naked under these sheets, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're lying in bed. He's not a
1: never nude, is he? He doesn't have a pair of like um, he doesn't wear those pants all the time. <laughs> he doesn't wear the
0: tidy white. He's in okay. bed now. All right. Not when he's doing it. All right. Uh, but the the sheets are tan, and tan is like Walt's original color, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. I'm mean, thinking
1: back to first season. Drab.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, and everything is kind of back to normal at this point between them. Of course, that doesn't last through even the entire scene, but at this point, everything is kind of coming back together. Right. And I thought it was interesting to use the color tan in that regard. So this uh, little
1: uh, vignette um, is interrupted by Walt Jr. coming home and wanting to know where mom and dad is, and he quickly realizes to his horror (laughs) that they are back making the beast with two backs. The bone zone. And, uh, hey, I've been there. It's never good to come home and, and like, oh God, no, 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 oh. Oh, no. Um, so then, uh, Skylar's the thinking about the consequences of this and, you know, like they're going to have to figure out what to say to Walt Jr. And she's like, oh, well, you know, you could always just move back in. Mm-hmm. And Walt's like, uh, yo, baby,
0: uh, let's take things a little slow.
1: I mean, that was pretty pimp, right?
0: Yeah, his glare there, man. He's just like, what did you say? It's like, I don't wife fatties. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. No, no, wrong. Uh,
1: but I thought wall had an interesting take that, that like, this is what he has wanted since mm-hmm. things went bad in season two. And now it's happening, and it seems like he doesn't want it so
0: badly anymore. Um, and why do you think that is i feel like he almost wants it to happen on his terms like now she's the one pushing things forward he wants to like he wants to happen on his terms now he's he's a different guy
1: well that would be walt um second thought is because he's actually somewhat afraid for his family now that him living by Uh, himself if gus sent the you know uh the uh uh, I guess the guys that shoot up tr- chicken trucks, whatever the equivalent of that is for a condo, he sends the condo cleaners <laughs> that, uh-huh.
0: that, my, that, that he won't at least be living in the same house that his baby child. And my only son problem and, with that is the glare, because that glare does not say I care for you and don't want you to die. That glare says, "What did you just say to me?" Really? I see. I yeah. didn't see
1: the glare. I didn't see the glare. I thought it was more like a shock, like you know. But he's a man of many faces. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Any other analysis, or shall we roll on? Let's roll. So we're back to the lab, and we see Walt fucking around with a fork truck, a forklift. Yeah. And uh, he completely screws it up. He can't keep the barrel going. He almost kill, He almost flips it over, catches on fire, and kills three people. <laughs> and he's in the camera's face going, hey, hey, this is a two-man job. Mm-hmm. I ain't moving until you, uh, I get Jesse back. Yep. Uh, and hours pass, and uh, Tuvok... Uh, Comes into the lab, Tyrus. Yeah, yeah, and says this shit is not logical, Captain.
0: Can can we just say he does look like a Vulcan? Like he could be on any Star Trek show. Is
1: Tuvok?
0: He's Lieutenant or Commander (laughs) Tuvok or whatever. Okay, Uh, the guy
1: has been out of work since Voyager, and I'm glad to see him back on his feet because that was kind of a that was a shit show. And now he's got a good one. I feel like I have to tell listeners you're kidding. No. <laughs> I they'll, they'll freak out. Uh, I think he st- you can still see the glue burns on the back of his ears. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, then he goes and is quite adept at the forklifting. Like he's kind of... Tyrus a, is. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a bad... Tuvok is Tuvok. a badass. <laughs> yeah. uh, he gets the he gets that <laughs> fork in a, a death grip, you'd say. <laughs> he gets that barrel. <laughs> he he pinches with that, that fork He pinches that barrel. Oh,
0: boy. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, anyway, so... Um, uh next thing we see Jesse being bored again. It's the last pick of the, the day. Um, you know, Mike's going in um and uh is going to uh so so, so Mike's going in and leaves Jesse alone mm-hmm. and uh a person comes up and makes a ham fisted attempt he is the, the takes the turn wearing the bacon gauntlet and walks up on Jesse with the shotgun, shotgun. and is the least yeah. subtle assassin I've ever seen. He like parks at the end of the street <laughs> with his headlights, flashes glaring his headlights him. three or four times, slams yeah. his door, stomp, 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 <laughs> you know. And Jesse finally, after forty five seconds of this, notices.
0: And springs yeah. into action. Speaking of noticing, did you notice what song he was singing? No, fallacies, man, fallacies, fallacies. Do you remember back in like season two or whatever when he's at the guy's place? Wasn't that his old band that sang the song fallacies? No, like they're sitting at the kitchen table and they're they're singing a song. One of them's drumming on the table like Jesse was just now. Jesse had a band. Yeah, man.
1: Oh, we should have a contest wow. for come up with the best name for Jesse's band. It was called Twat Hammer. Okay, that's pretty good, <laughs> right? I don't know if you could beat that. But but uh, when uh, Combo died, they mm-hmm. had to form a new band, right? Sure, why not? So so we need a new a new band name for Jesse's band. And the okay. winner gets another Breaking Bad poster. If you're supplying it, I'm, sure. I've, I've got to supply. Speaking
0: of which, th- should we talk about our contest? We forgot to the mention feedback. that. That's some feedback. Feedback? Okay.
1: Um, so, yeah. So so uh, Jesse's solution to his problem is to try to commit vehicular uh, manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And he tears off, and the shotgun guy goes, uh, sprung his ankle and
0: went flying and, and, and yep. took off. And Mike comes out, looks perturbed. Is it just me or is the guy in the car that he hit dead? Like, he's got to be dead. No, he didn't get hit. The guy literally jumped out of the way. No, not the not the guy with the shotgun, the guy in the car. The uh, Jesse no. hit. Oh, come on. That shit happens at the at the uh, <laughs> destruction at the
1: destruction derby at every county fair I in don't Indiana. think these cars
0: were rigged with roll cages. Ah, and- <laughs> no, these big big oh, okay. American cars.
1: That's why Mike drives these jalopies because uh-huh. Gus is auditioning people every week or two. Yeah. And yeah so he, he has to ramming. have
0: Yeah, he has to have the large shock absorbing trunk <laughs> to keep his men from being killed. Uh, should we talk about the name of the episode here? Uh sure. the meanings because we've got obviously shotgun. The uh, guy the guy is carrying a shotgun. Right. Uh what are some of the other ones that you noticed?
1: Uh well I gotta give credit to Melissa Mayers, who said that um, you know, G- Gus is the guy in the driver's seat. Uh he's the one manipulating everybody, he's the one setting everyone's destinations, and everyone else is like like Walt is desperately trying to avoid riding shotgun. Mm-hmm. So there's one level. And then also Jesse spends the majority of the episode riding shotgun to Mike. Yeah, he does. So I think there's at least three levels of meaning, which I think that's, uh, I'm very interested in that, how they layer that stuff on. It's never just the obvious. Yeah, definitely. Right. It's very cool. Um, so, uh... Now at this point, were you thinking for sure this is a Gus test? No, absolutely not. I was. Thinking I did. You did. Yeah. Really? You picked up on that immediately. Uh, yes. As soon as the guy made the ham-fisted attempt for the assassination, <laughs> I was like, "This is some. This is a setup." Hmm. Now I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that Mike was in on it, mm-hmm. but I did. Was pretty sure that it was a, a gust test um so we go to commercial i think we come back and it's good morning walt time and this was so reminiscent of that first scene of him in the first season where he gets up and he's trudging around he's getting on the little mini stairs master i was expecting to see the stairmaster to return <laughs> okay um so he's in there fixing coffee and walt jr comes out and oh my god the internet speculations right walt jr is on drugs He has started a hardcore caffeine habit.
0: What are you talking
1: about? He's got the shakes. His old man asks him to offers him uh, coffee. Um, And uh, in the the resulting dialogue, Walt Jr. drops on the fact that, hey, uh, uh, old man, uh, it's good to see you back. Mm -hmm. It's cool that you're back. Walt says, it's cool that I'm here. Uh, Oh, by the way, mom says you're moving in next Tuesday. Now, what do you think happened there?
0: Because Uh, I think Skylar told Walt Jr. that Walt was moving in next Tuesday. And she may have expected that Walt Jr. would tell Walt, that it it would find its way back to Walt. See, I think, and and I kind of thought that too, but then when they made it clear that
1: Walt Jr. is not in the coffee, and he just Uh said that to impress his old man, I started thinking maybe Walt Jr. is trying to play a parent trap. That, you know, he goes and tells Walt, Maybe. hey, mom says you're moving in next Tuesday. He's going to go shuffle off to his mom and say, hey, mom, uh, dad talked
0: about moving in next Tuesday. And then dad will move in next Tuesday. See, these these parent trap scenarios never work out, Walt Jr. Don't you know this? <laughs> so they're going to they're going to talk eventually. and It's going to come up and say, well, I didn't say that. Right. Well, I Told didn't say that, that either. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, can, can we go back to the coffee for a second? Because no. coffee is like a running theme in this season, isn't it? We've seen coffee all over the place. There's four instances of coffee in this episode. Really? Four of them. There's one, spoiler, there's one in next week. <laughs> and there have been multiple ones throughout this, throughout the four episodes before this. I don't know what you what okay,, so what's the theme? Just the
1: fact that like everyone in America drinks coffee. Well, I, I'm the only one that doesn't. I drink Diet Coke in the morning. Sure. So.
0: but okay, there were there was one particular shot in this one where Walt is leaning up against the table. He's tired of cooking meth or whatever. He's leaning up against the table where Gail was cooking his brew, his mm-hmm. coffee. Right. And they make it pretty damn conspicuous. They take multiple I, angles, both with the coffee in is, them.
1: He's leaning up against the coffee machine. What? But it's, it's the water cooler. That's where you go. It's to lean. highlighted,
0: man. They don't. They don't do this stuff accidentally. So you think, I really you don't think, think so. Coffee is a a theme. I think it show? might. I think it might be. I think it might be wrapped in with the color theme because huh. Walt Junior. Um, he doesn't like coffee. And he says, I'll take it black. He he doesn't want anything in his coffee. No sugar, no cream. He wants it black. He wants it straight. Uh-huh. I think it's wrapped in with the color, the <laughs> metaphor, the black.
1: Uh, Well, one thing that is a definite metaphor is, did you notice the mug that Walt Jr. was holding? Uh-huh. It's a Bernacke, right? Is that how you pronounce that? I have no idea. It's Ted. The, the Oh, Benacke. Benacke. Yeah. Benacke. Yeah. Bernacke's the guy that... Like still, I don't know. <laughs> okay, he's I don't like know a who Fed that is. Fed chairman or something. Sure, um, All right. either that or he had a Ponzi scheme where he stole like a couple billion dollars. I'm pretty sure he's the the Fed chairman. But anyway, yeah, he was. Um, so that I thought was interesting. That that was kind of like a foreshadowing. That that is still a, kind of a big deal to to Walt. That you know, uh, Skylar still has her i I fucked Ted moments that yeah. happened between them. And yeah, I still think a, I feel stronger I now more than ever. That definitely this is going to happen before the show is over. That Walt is going to cheat on Skyler. All right, that's one line that
0: he has not yet crossed, that's and he's true. going to cross it. I'm I'm going to hit you with one more piece of information on the coffee. Uh, please do. I can't. I, I, the listeners can't get enough. Walt Junior. In that scene is wearing all black.
1: Really, he is. Well, I've got I actually eluded and built up a bunch of spoilers for last week, and I forgot the the best (laughs) one. And I'm not going to forget this because I got my notes down. So that actually feeds into the spoiler and speculation cast after. Oh, stay tuned. Um, so next scene, uh, Walt's back in the lab, and you hear the boom, boom, boom of Jesse breaking some ice. Yeah. Um, and Walt's down there, and he's, like, flabbergasted, like, you know, what the hell happened? And he's, like... Because Jesse's all of a sudden back. And totally nonplus. Not only is uh-huh. he not dead in the desert, but he's, like, cool. Yeah. Uh, he's not talking about going go-karting and all that crap. He's just uh-huh. uh, kind of angry, a little confrontational, and uh, Walt's, like, saying... You know, what are you going to do? And, you know, this is – how are you going to do your job? And Jesse's like, I guess I got two jobs now. And through some miracle of restraint left off the word bitch from that sentence. (laughs) Right. Right. I was waiting for it. Did he say it at all this episode? Uh, No. I'm not sure that – I think he's not even dumb enough to throw the bitch with Mike. (laughs) Like that i, I be, was waiting for it that would be a line speaking of lines crossed if, uh, the first bitch to get sent to uh mike <laughs> is going to be uh, uh some fireworks awesome uh
0: before we leave the lab here let's go back because i know we've passed it by now yeah um the scene where it's a point of view from the gas mask from behind the mask right um i really thought this was interesting i think like i said a lot of the cinematography and the color schemes in this are really in play here um in this scene, I very much felt claustrophobic. I felt like I was in that suit. They did a really good job of it. And I think that that suit and that, that style of filming actually was representative of the walls closing in on Walter. It felt very claustrophobic. Oh, I'll it buy felt that. Everything crushing in on me while I was watching that scene. Right. And that's what Walt's feeling right now. Everything is crushing in on him. It also, to me, represented the narrow vision that he has of the events that are taking place. Right. Because Gus is maneuvering pieces behind the scenes. Walt doesn't know where Jesse is, but Jesse is being maneuvered by Gus. Right. Uh, Walt doesn't know what's going on with basically anything, with Hank, nothing. He's got no idea, and he's got this very narrow focus of Gus is trying to kill me. Right. And so I thought it was really cool to see that expressed with the camera work. Um, so anyway
1: moving on the next uh, scene is uh, Gus and Mike talking it looked like at the in the back lot of one uh, of the chicken joints yep. yep and uh, Gus gets in and Mike gives him the damage total says you know I got one of my cars uh, fender bendered I got one of my men uh, fender bendered and Gus is like well I'll, yeah I'll take care of all that I got an HMO uh, and Mike's like well just like you wanted the kid's a hero it worked out just like you wanted mm-hmm. um so obviously this was all set up by Gus, and this is a way. Um, okay, what do you think? Let's just go ahead and talk about it now. Right. What is Gus's master plan here? Because uh-huh. Jason Whitlock went on a freaking tirade. Oh,
0: don't talk to me about this guy.
1: He's got <laughs> he's got some points. And all right, he's like what, did saying, he say them
0: on Twitter? Because if so, I totally
1: disregard it. Yes, he said it on Twitter. <laughs> Uh but he was basically going on and on about how like Avon or Barksdale from The Wire and or mm. Marlowe would have done the sensible thing and off to Jesse mm-hmm. the second that he you know, because again we talked about this. Walt has no leverage. Oh, you're not gonna cook sure, yeah. Bam, there goes Jesse, and if you don't cook right now, the next shot's gonna go into your son mm-hmm. and then your daughter and then your wife or whatever orders the most horrific. He has to
0: wait thirteen years for that though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that um, He's got a point there But What Gus did um, Is actually I think trying to You know take lemons And make him into lemonade He's trying to take Jesse's like not giving a fuck And giving it like I said last week Into a more healthy um, You know outlet And make him kind of an enforcer or muscle
0: Yeah I'm, I mean it all But came out and said that's what they're doing right right now there could be a second layer i mean i know vince gilligan likes to trick the audience every once in a while so there could be another layer that we're not seeing here but as far as we know right now yes that's absolutely what they're doing they're turning him into muscle
1: Right. Uh, but the other thing I think that he's doing is effectively splitting the Walt-Jesse combo. Yes, and that this is
0: interesting. Gus could have
1: killed Walt a long time ago uh-huh. had Jesse not been there, had the two not been watching each other's backs. That's what storted him... You know, he could have killed Jesse if it wasn't for Walt. It could have killed Walt if it wasn't for Jesse. Yeah, he was ready to. Right. So yeah. if he's going to try to replace Walt in the future, he wants to make sure there is no one inside the operation that's loyal to anyone but him. And having Mike offer to be a father figure, and he's mm-hmm. he's a ball buster like Walt, but unlike Walt, like Walt doesn't seem like he can be tender to anyone. <laughs> Not really even to his wife or son. I Not mean, anymore. Yeah. I've never seen him soften and be like Mike when he's like, you know what? You know what, kid? Light him up. Like be a cool dad. Okay. He's always the stern dad. Even when he's approving, it's always like a stern approval. And I think Jesse's going to eat this shit up because he's obviously not gotten that approval.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: his parents think he's a horrible person for good re- for so- lots of good reasons. Um, I'm still
0: not seeing honestly why he doesn't didn't just kill Jesse immediately. Uh well, I still don't see it. What is you're, driving a wedge between them accomplish? If he's not alive, the wedge is non-existent because it doesn't need to be there. Well, I guess it's a waste of resource
1: that, you know, if he saw Jesse when he slit Victor's mm-hmm. throat... Like, maybe you could argue that he was going to kill Jesse. Yeah, And then when he slit... Victor's throat and he saw Jesse's reaction he's like, oh, here's some raw material I can work with. Instead of just disposing it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to see what happens and if I'm wrong,
0: I'll kill him then anyway. It's not like I'm going to lose
1: my opportunity. So
0: you're saying the plan to drive the wedge was formulated after he noticed that After he noticed Jesse's reaction, decided to keep him around. I mean, I don't know. It's pure speculation of my thought. But obviously, Gus had a plan to contain
1: Walt because Walt was watched everywhere he went. He had a plan to contain Jesse. Mm -hmm. So the worst that could happen was that Jesse and Walt were going to be killed. Yeah. (laughs) So he had basically nothing to lose and potentially an ally to gain because, you know, Jesse's young. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got some some fire in his belly and some smarts in his head.
0: And, uh, you know, Mike ain't going to live forever. Yeah. oh absolutely uh, i mean maybe gus has noticed the cough maybe gus has noticed mike's uh, cough and mike's slowing down in his work and right because because he was the saying i want to get this done before night right yeah the man's down half an ear I mean, <laughs> he is that's that's no good but mike mike was saying i want to like i want to get this done before dark maybe in his older days or his younger days he could have gotten it done before dark but right. now he's getting old he can barely move you know um the, the this is really just like a master stroke by Gus, driving this wedge in, because I it goes back to where Vince Gilligan said before the season started that Walt was not up to Gus's level. No, Walt thinks he's smart. Walt thinks he knows what's going on. Right. But Gus is a true mastermind, and for Walt to have any chance at beating this guy, he's going to need a miracle. Right. He's going he's going to just have to go for gold. Well, on the other hand, I think Walt is as smart as Gus. He doesn't
1: have the experience. He doesn't have near the resources.
0: Yeah, the street smarts are not there. In the and resources. what
1: did Gus advise him last season? He's like, you know, you're going to probably make many mistakes. just Don't make the same one twice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the blueprint for Walt. You know, beating Gus is that he is going to, although he has kind of made the same mistake with twice Jesse. with, with, yeah. uh, and also like just going off half cocked, no plan.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he does that all the time. I
1: think maybe that's this is the last time we'll see that. Yeah, and, and then he'll finally start to play things smart. Although I don't know, next week when we get into the spoiler section, it looks like he's really having to do a lot of improvisation. So, hmm. and the episode's called "Cornered." That's yep. usually not yep. when you're making your uh, kingpin deals when you're cornered, right? Yeah, um, maybe
0: Gus is the one who's cornered. <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to the penultimate scene of the episode where we're at the family dinner. It's the only thing to get Hank out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, they are having a pretty jolly family dinner, and Walt is having a hard time with it because, yeah, I think his. Pride is at an all time low because Jesse basically coming in there cocky, confident, and not needing Jess and Walt for protection, obviously he might have cut his own deal. This is really eating at walt, and he's having a hard time being present and he's slurping down the wine uh-huh. um What did you think about uh you know him being in the kitchen like it felt like that would last like a minute.
0: That's watching
1: him drinking wine and hearing yeah. Hank like, <laughs> in the background. Charlie Brown and in the background.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was very much a sanctuary for him. That was him removing himself from something he does not care about, something he can't tolerate. This uh, this small talk, this dinner stuff, this no longer interests him at all. Right. He's right. got more important things to do, you right. know? Uh,
1: what do you think about his dress? Because I thought it was very conspicuous. Uh-huh. He's wearing almost a
0: monochromatic red yeah, very dark, like d- deep red, blood, deep red. wine red, right? Yeah, just like the wine, and and of course, I mean, I I almost think this is like Walt's color of mistakes because <laughs> every time he's in this red, he's he's doing something to just screw himself, right? It's re- like it's hard to watch sometimes because this. Let's just talk about the the end of this scene, should we? Sure, sure. All right. So
1: Hank calls him back to the table. Yeah, and he starts droning on and on about Gale and what a genius he was, uh-huh. and like how if he had just applied himself to something worthwhile, he could have saved humanity. And the camera's just
0: coming in. And <laughs> yes, he doesn't in. show anyone else. It's a slow zoom on Walt, and he's and Cranston's
1: acting the shit out of this scene. <laughs> yep, and he kind of does a little wine swirl. It's like you know, Hank, uh, I think you're full of shit. <laughs> this you need, genius you to go back and get your shine box out because i think yeah this gene yeah he he basically blows his theory out of the water and mm-hmm. the whole time like every other episode i feel like in the season i'm like shut up walt yep shut up Walt shut the f- up walt you know Sees, like
0: episode one when he's talking to gus trying to convince him shut up walt yes,
1: yes. and this more than ever because hank was done he yeah. was giving the epilogue for the Heisenberg case at the table, and Walt's like, don't think you think the, thought this through. I think this guy's still out there. He was just yep. the uh, teacher. He was just the student. The
0: master's still out there. Insane, right? Absolutely. And it, we were watching Scarface the other day. Yes. And, of course, we know that this whole series is a comparison of Scarface. It's Mr. Chips to Scarface. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were asking the question, what is the moment... Where he's Tony's gone too far. Tony Montana has gone too far because he makes, I mean, he's living
1: by his balls and he makes all Uh these deals and he keeps moving up and up and up and up and up. But at some point it's like he got over his head. Uh, Yeah. And I thought the point was when he basically cut his partner out of the deal and said, you know, you don't make deals. I make deals. You just, Uh you just, you're, you, you don't, you know, basically know your role and shut
0: your hole. Uh Uh, so where are you going with this? Is this the moment for Walt? I think this might be the moment because he's literally hanging himself here. Right. I mean, assuming he dies by the end of the series. Right. This is the moment that kicked Hank back into gear. This is If, 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 if Hank- he shuts his mouth, it's over. The only thing he has to deal with is Gus. Well, on the other hand, the blue meth is still going to be flowing. But
1: maybe, maybe... Hank doesn't feel personally involved because, Hank well... Hank wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, because someone else has taken over a recipe or whatever, but...
0: No, that's a good point, though. I mean, the, the blue meth is still going to be out there, assuming Walt doesn't stop cooking. I, I do think, obviously...
1: I mean, it would be interesting to see if this is the turning point. Like, this was the point of no return, where mm-hmm. everything else, Hank... You know, Walt could have contended with everything if he hadn't had Hank on his back or whatever. Yeah. On the I, other I hand, believe it. <laughs> when we talk about the, uh, you know, I wrote an essay about where I think uh, Hank and Gus and Walt are going last week. Um, that got some feedback on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to talk about it on the cast, but I don't think it's appropriate because most of the people listening to cast are like, what the hell are you talking about? Sure. Uh, if you want to check it out, go and uh, I'll, I'll link it to the, in the show notes uh, and read it. And I'm going to actually update it with some listener feedback. But the other thing is this uh if I'm right, then this had to happen. Hank had to be reengaged because he wouldn't have been able, you know, to, to, to do the things that I'm thinking they're going to do without that happening. So it could be a point of you know, no it could be a tipping point the other way, with Walt finally getting uh, figuring out a way to get the upper hand on Gus.
0: Well I'm glad Hank's involved again because one of my predictions is no longer in the gutter. I, I think right. Hank's eventually gonna join Walt, so I want him to stay involved in this,
1: and show. he is because the next scene we see him up and raring. He's like mm-hmm. nice to Marie. He's out at the kitchen table. He's not in the bed. He's going over to case notes. Uh, can
0: can we go back one second? Because <sighs> I, I, I really I'm trying want, to run this show. Damn it! I really want to talk about why Walt does what he does. Okay, because obviously this is a running thread throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Walt cannot get over his pride. Walt is Tony Montana in that his pride and his desire for respect is what's driving this whole situation right every time he's close to getting out of it his pride kicks in and he screws himself and will
1: had an interesting point where he said this is probably you can totally see how this would uh have messed up his business relationship you know that he was in a successful oh, yeah. thing that could have made a lot of money and that mm-hmm. blew up somehow uh, I think earlier in the season we might have felt like he was taken advantage of. I don't know that mm-hmm. I buy that. Maybe he just couldn't have his way all the time, and you know, got angry and and and, and kicked himself out.
0: Yeah, maybe or said
1: "fuck you guys" and took off.
0: I mean, we do know that. I thought it was explained that he left that company because he couldn't do it once his son was born with all the medical conditions he had. Oh, really? Yeah, so, wall, you're wrong. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's but everything else—the reason what I remember—the reason he wouldn't, uh, you know, take handouts. From yes, his, was pride. The reason launder money. Kept, the reason he kept cooking after his cancer was out of remission. Mm-hmm. Pride. Uh, the reason why he can't, uh, you know, come clean to Skyler and be honest with her is because you know he wants to handle it himself and have his own way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the reason he's been in outs with Jesse is because of pride, and he won't treat him as an equal partner. The reason he's in this situation is because he can't let the dead man take the credit for his credit.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, uh, I forget which podcast I was listening to, but they mentioned this. Um, he He can't even let Hank talk about him in a way if he doesn't know he's talking about him. Because he's saying that Heisenberg is the one who was the genius. Yeah. Heisenberg is... A freaking mastermind. Well, he's talking about Walt. Instead of being, he just thinks that it's Gale. Instead of this, instead of being
1: like, yeah, taking all this, soaking this in. Yeah. Because the other thing is, Skyler would have known who he was talking
0: about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, but the he most needs of- everyone to know. Right. He needs everyone to know, and that's because be he thought his this downfall. through.
1: Because if everyone knows, <laughs> he's going to jail or worse. I know,
0: right? God, and I he's think- not satisfied with the with coming up with this amazing blackjack scheme. No. Like, this theory to beat a game. That his
1: boy and uh brother-in-law think he's a god for. Exactly, yeah. Walter Jr. is all about this. Right. I don't know. It's It seems kind of crazy, and you think that, uh you know, I, I wonder if there's something to the substance abuse, <laughs> because, like, in the lab with Jesse in the Fly episode where he was high on, anti- uh, you know, like, sleeping medication, uh-huh. or antihistamine or whatever... Yeah. He starts, you know, making these foolhardy, almost confessions that would have blown everything up. Mm -hmm. Here at the table, he's drunk. With the cell phone, he's under sedation. Yeah, when he makes these, like, point of no return, you can't take that back, you can't unsay this, he's almost always (laughs) high on something. Yeah, yeah. So, gee whiz, where could that go in this show about meth?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and heroin and cocaine. His, his face in a mountain of meth yeah. at the end of it. He's going to have the, the icicle hanging off his nose like <laughs> Tony. Yep. Uh, So, it, we so close on yeah. the logo, uh, the chicken man's logo, and Hank pondering, since when do vegans eat fried chicken? And I love how right. he says that. Like, you know, he's, you know... In, con- in in contrast to Walt, who every he, Walt has to make sure everyone knows he's the smartest man in the room, like mm. Hanks has almost thrown this out like, uh, you know, a casual observation to his wife. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. This guy's all vegan, everything. And
0: since when did you, since what do vegans do with th- fried chicken? So, yeah. Did, did you notice there's a number written on this page? No. There's a, like a very long string of characters with a number at the end. Isn't that like a case ID? Uh, I don't know. Did Hank write that on there? Um, that would I would be assume kind it's of an weird. evidence file, right? Yeah, but he's not going to mark on the files, is he? No, I thought... Oh, so you're saying yeah. that... I thought get the Gale wrote a number on there. I didn't, for something. I didn't notice that. So. Because why else would he have the Los Pollos Hermanos thing in his in his folder unless it's the gps it, coordinates to the left <laughs> right <laughs> the door code yeah uh no i think that might have some significance because otherwise that has no place in there uh-huh. and, and it's obvious it has no place in there
1: right uh okay so are we ready to initiate the feedback sequence do we have any other final thoughts from the show itself uh no i think i'm good Okay, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get all my feedback out of the way. Um, Okay. Just want to quickly give an update. As of Showtime, we're up to 72 iTunes reviews. Uh, We are hanging on to the new Notable. Uh, You know, sometimes we're visible on the main page sometimes we slide down to four or five every review you guys give us five star helps tremendously and it's hard to read those because it's just basically us congratulating ourselves but we read them yeah. and it makes us feel good like that's like like we get on im and we're like a walt jr like we're like we're up to 72 ding, ding. you know <laughs> right. these donations are just pouring in yeah that's your love donation we're
0: closing in on a <laughs> thousand <laughs> <laughs> Might it's going to be cool
1: when we do hit the, like, 100 mark. I'll feel like that's, like, yeah, that's there's 100 really cool. people out there that liked us enough to give us a five-star review. So sure. uh, if you help us out with that, we'd appreciate it. Uh, other thing you can do is this is a largely word-of-mouth operation. We've heard yeah. lots of people saying they're, you know, sharing our uh, podcast with people on Facebook and Twitter. That helps out a lot. Um, a guy who followed us on Twitter uh, by the name of Spoon Flip. E flipper. Spoonflipper? Flipper. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah. The R <laughs> dropped down on my page. But Spoon Flipper um yeah. posted uh a link to us on the televisionwithoutpity.com oh, cool. forums. Which I love that site by the way. Yeah, they're they're good. They're a uh, really snarky site and uh he says that uh, he likes our site and uh although he's down on you because one of them jim jones mm-hmm. is a little bit anti-skyler which rubs this person the wrong way
0: yeah i i'm trying to make up for that because like i said no i think you skyler's should. Go, skyler is slowly redeeming herself it's just gonna take a while for me to get there man you need to be the guy that, four that people love seasons to hate. Of hate you need to be the guy that people love to hate and i'm the people
1: that people i'm the but guy then that I'm people skyler. love to love like but real then I'm skyler and i hate her <laughs> I don't want to be (laughs) Skylar. Give in. Become what what you hate. All right. Uh, He also likes the instant gratification factor because we turn this thing around. And I tell you, that's hard. But we think it's important to, uh, you know, I like when, you know, I'm listening to podcasts for the content to be fresh. So we try to shovel that out there. Uh, as quick as we can and do a quality job. So, thank you. If, if you want to share that uh, with other people, um, share our site. You can do that sharing on, on Twitter. Uh, Next week, we the show's coming out before the
0: episode airs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we get a hold of Holly's Time Machine. And yes. We hook that up. There we go. Uh, we've got a international fan, several actually. Uh, Matthew Smith, listening from Wolverhamptonshire. In the UK. Oh, is that real? No, it's not real. Oh. Um we do have uh cool, UK listeners. Uh yeah. We also had a, a Swedish listener, but I didn't I'm gonna have to get to him next week because it came in just as we were like setting up shop for the podcast. Oh, and okay. I cannot I'm gonna have to, it can you you know who I'm talking to you, Swedish guy. <laughs> uh nor or norwegian or nordic guy uh can you give me a pronunciation guide because i'm an ignorant american i'm a hillbilly from indiana and yep. i'm going yep. to butcher that unless you give me some phonetic help there phonetics yeah uh so that's uh next episode um we ran a contest last week uh mm-hmm. for people to come up with the most disgusting uh or funny <laughs> description for uh-huh. Jesse's uh the horns are trying to burst out yeah. of his jaw, his jaw during Walt's interrogation of him uh huh And Anthony uh, de Grosso um, of the Grosso. Cool name, by the way. Yeah.
0: It's like almost as cool as Antonio Banderas.
1: (laughs) It's very sexy. Almost. Uh, He put forth this, which is going to be our winner this week. Uh, Jesse looks like Cruella de (laughs) Vil, and Wendy. (laughs) I, I'm almost oh, assuming that's gotta no. be Dave's Wendy, pigtail wendy.
0: Uh, it's it's Oh it's no, windy, the meth windy. head windy. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, somehow the Cruella <laughs> Deville and Wendy yeah. yeah. I didn't get it's the windy windy wendy. I didn't get the hamburger windy, but the windy windy, yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: somehow had a test tube baby and Jesse's face got pushed up against the side <laughs> of the test tube. Well, we saw that today, this time on the, uh, the car window, right? He's rubbing his face all up on the car window. Yeah, that's how he pushes his jaws out. Yeah, yeah, it uh, helps him prepare. So,
1: uh, yeah, that's, I said that, was, I called that, uh, Friday, that's a forerunner, and he ended up winning, so, um. Cool, great. Uh, and he said, I really hope that was CGI or something, otherwise, Aaron... Aaron Paul just said, fuck it, and I'm going to play Junkie. Might as well see what meth is like. So he's accusing Aaron Paul of, of uh, being on meth. You heard it here first. Uh, Breaking bad news. Actually, I Aaron heard Aaron Paul thing, meth
0: head. I heard a thing where Aaron Paul does eat the meth on set. Mm. He does eat he's the meth. He's got surprisingly nice teeth either way. Actually, Whether he's eating <laughs> uh, pure sugar or crystal meth, he's got surprisingly nice teeth. Uh, I actually linked to exactly what they use for the meth in the show. Um, I did a, a Halloween costume guide. For Walter White. And I posted that today. Uh, so go to the site and look at that. There's a link near the bottom of it, I think, uh, where it will take you to actual cotton candy flavored rock candy that mm-hmm. they use. It's mm-hmm. it's what they use. They dye it a little bit. Right. But it looks blue. It looks really cool. Um, and if you want to do a little cosplay Halloween stuff, you can use that as your
1: math. Uh, and you can find that on break, breakinggood.baldmove.com. Yep. Uh, one final note from Anthony. He asked us, have we ever seen the movie called Train
0: Spotting?" Uh, with Yuan, Yuan McGregor. <laughs> uh, I have not. I have. It's th- crazy. Is there some parallels to Breaking Bad?
1: <laughs> drug use. <laughs> well. With loads of drug sure, use. Sure, but I mean, I thought he was going somewhere with that. And I couldn't, I didn't, I haven't seen it so.
0: Uh, it's been so long since I've seen it, I honestly don't remember much of that's, it. That's, we, we watched Scarface for research At, this week, next yeah. week's spotting. There we go. We'll, re- we'll come back with a report. Right. Also, uh. He needs to send his email address to uh breaking breaking good good at at, com. Yeah. Uh send send whatever shipping address you want me to send this poster to and a check for 19.99. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just send us your address. I'll send you the poster. I'll try to find a season 4 poster for you
1: plus shipping handling. Um <laughs> so uh Xavier Argenti. Um I hope that's right. Um he said uh, he does not believe that Walt will lead Hank to believe Gus is Heisenberg, although it would be pretty smart. Oh, actually, this is part uh, – not delete that from your memory. Oh. MIB flash style. This is actually going to – I decided to put this into the feedback for the article because oh, it's about the article okay. that 90% of the listeners haven't read. So well, Sorry, better about that. shout him out in the article then. Uh, yes, Xavier Argenti again. <laughs> um, he does thank us for the podcast. Uh, and Nick Weeport. Uh, Weepert? Weepert. Uh, he riffed on your uh, release the flock of flies in game. That's how he thinks the episode's going to end. That's how release the Walt... flock of flies. Don't you? You flies. said that that's how he's going to defeat that. the motion capture. Uh, oh camera. yes,
0: yes. He's just going to release a flock of flies. You don't remember your own jokes. You're
1: Always. Right. Um, so Jake Waldron on Facebook says that uh, our podcast won the highlights of his week. Um, cool. Glad we can be there for you. Yeah. I hope this week, like, a beautiful lady comes and gives you a big fat kiss. Because right? I hate to think that our podcast is the <laughs> highlight of the week.
0: It's not even the highlight I would of my think that, week. That,
1: yeah, Breaking Bad is one of the highlights. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like the, the, the rainbows and the puppy kisses, too. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> right. all I've got until I'm ready for spoilers.
0: I think you've got some email feedback. Okay, yeah, real quick. Uh, we got one message from Twitter. Uh, Ted says, he gives us some speculation for the rest of the series. He says, Jesse becomes Gus. Walt becomes Tuco. Commence Mortal Combat. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. Uh, and then we got a bunch of emails this week. Uh, first one's from Justin. He says, a few points from your take on 404. The first two shots from the truck hijacking were the two gunmen shooting the driver. It wasn't two warning shots. Makes sense. I mean, uh, they, they were bullet points, but. I'd like to see that again because I kind of, I want to dispute that just because I like being right. And other yeah, but why would wrong. they shoot warning shots, you know? Yeah, it seems insane. It's convenient to the plot. So he's probably um, right. He goes on and says, "I agree with your sentiment that it's unlikely that they would have completely missed Mike." So he agrees with you there. The titanium um, box. He, he that was would the play. Well, he would have put him in a cast iron tub. There you says. go. Or at least double stacked the chicken. Yeah, like
1: the d- two walls of chicken. Double breasted. You yeah. want you want the double breasted chicken suit between you and a hail of bullets for sure. Uh,
0: Kevlar chicken boxes. Yeah, that's what he needs to upgrade to. Yeah, I think. Um. Jesse's response to the madness around him is consistent with PTSD sufferers. Apparently, he's spent some time in Iraq and around PS- PTSD sufferers, and he says that 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 shutting down the compartmentalization of your emotions, mm. and just moving forward with what you have to do is part of it. That's, mm. that's what you go through. I'm so, so glad
1: I didn't make a funny joke about the PSTD when you moved to P- the Iraq stuff. PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was you were going to swap it and be vulgar? It, I was going to be vulgar. Shame and Shame on you. Turns out the man's a veteran, and that would have felt horrible. Yeah. Whew.
0: Glad uh, that didn't happen. He also <laughs> says that he thinks Skyler, Baby, and Walt Jr. are going to get killed by the end of the season. And after that, Walt's going to go full Scarface. Uh, might happen sooner than you think, based on the coming next week uh, segment. Where it shows them all dead on the floor. Yeah, yeah. blood <laughs> everywhere. Skyler's yeah. head split open like a melon. No. no, it doesn't show that. Uh, next email's from Joseph. He's got a theory. He says Jesse's going to become one of two. Gus's cleaners. Uh, I, I don't know... Does this we qualify saw... as coming true now? Uh I think it does, and if he were part of our scoring system, he would get a point because half point. He's a proto enforcer. But I, I don't know, is do we think that Jesse's actually becoming a cleaner?
1: Or is he being set up? Well, for see, a... I think cleaner, like okay, I'm gonna go back like most things in life and relate mm-hmm. it to Roadhouse. <laughs> that, uh, like, you've got bouncers. And you, you could got have the, Pulp Fiction, but okay. Then you've got the cooler, okay? Yeah, and yeah. Patrick Swayze's the cooler. He's not, you know, the bouncers don't have to worry about cooling it. Um, Mike is the cleaner. Hmm. And uh, uh, Tuvok and Jesse are the, like, muscle. They're the enforcers. They're the lookouts. You know, they they do the lesser henchmaning that has to be done. So, yeah, hmm. I would say that he get a half point. Um, cause he's well on his way to cleaner status, but, uh, yeah. but do you think he's going to reverse it? Do you think this I want to see him still- clean? I want to see him run a vacuum or something.
0: <laughs> All right. See him, uh, turn into William H. Macy or something.
1: Yeah. Well, oh wait, he did the have a Roomba. If he gets a Roomba running back, then
0: <laughs> full point for you. Joseph. All right. Uh, so he also got one that definitely has not come true. Uh, he thinks despite the WW joke that Hank cracked last week, uh, he is Walter is safe from scrutiny of Hank uh, we definitely see that that is not the case after the end of this episode yeah Walt puts him back on the trail uh next email I still from, don't think I, I think Walt I don't think Hank's on to
1: him sure, sure um but he's definitely he's on back the trail, on the trail,
0: trail. Right. yeah uh, next emails from Kassan he's got three predictions we're gonna spend a little bit of time on this one I guess uh, he's got a spin-off prediction he says Jesse turns into the Punisher Gus and the cartel and Walt agree to kill Jesse so he goes on the run they kill Andrea and Brock instead, and then Jesse goes on a rampage for vengeance. And he says his final kill would be Walt, and it'll be called Kill Walt, which isn't quite as catchy as Kill Bill.
1: No, you don't um, like the Punisher
0: mode for Jesse? No, I
1: kind of like that. I can see yeah. him going down that path. Right. I think I think Jesse could be a badass man, like a scary type of badass.
0: Yeah, you're saying he's a proto badass, right? Proto, yeah. He's under the the tutelage of Mike, right? Um, and then he says, of course he would go after Holly 13 years in the future. So <laughs> I, I, I really love that callback. Yeah, that's the way to <laughs> our hearts. Uh, use our inside jokes. Yep. Prediction two. Skylar's going to figure out that Walt was laundering money through Walt Jr.'s website, and she is going to be horrified at first, but ultimately she is going to express appreciation for the tactic. Uh, I don't think in this stage of her character arc she would even be
1: horrified. It'd be right to the, um, I want to bone you. That's, that's an unbelievably <laughs> hot idea. You think she's, yeah.
0: she's gone full Walt? Because yeah. Walt did
1: that early on. Right. Walt was... And he could even just laugh it off. and That that was a Saul. That was a total Saul move. Yeah, you true. Know? How
0: are you going to launder a million dollars through $10 at a time? Yeah. Uh, then he goes on about Jesse. He says, one of the questions I've asked myself about the show is whether or not Walt truly cares for Jesse. We know Walt is uh... a rational man when weighing his options, with the massive exception of killing those two meth dealers for Jesse. When I think about that move, there was no clear motive other than he didn't want Jesse to die. Cranston believes Walt did that for no real reason except out of impulse. But then, as I watched the opening to Season 4, Walt has been pretty insensitive. So do you think Walt really cares for Jesse? Well, we
1: pondered that, and I think, yes, I think he does care about Jesse, but I mm-hmm. don't think Walt is a very warm man. I think that the only yeah. time I've seen him be legitimately tender is... Like scenes involving his daughter, either being there at the, um, you know, the birth or coming home and holding him in his arms. Um, even with his son, Walt Jr., when they're going through the divorce proceedings and Walt Jr. is trying to engage him, he really didn't know how to deal with all that emotion. And, and when his son came over to be like, "I want to stay with you," I thought he handled that in a fairly cold manner. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't think he does. He doesn't care about Jesse. I think. Um, his way with people is to kind of be kind of bully and arrogant and condescending, kind of like Skyler is with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he tries to be with Skyler sometimes, but I don't think he's got it in him to be – unless he's talking about chemistry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he's talking about his baby daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see a lot of warmth in him.
0: Sure, sure. But he definitely does care about Jesse, I think. Um, and so does uh, the, the person who wrote this email. Sorry, Kassan. Uh, he says he thinks there's no design, no denying that Walt cares for Jesse to some extent, but that Jesse's life probably will tank because of Walt, and Walt will distance himself because of the guilt. Which, I can see that kind of happening. Walt's led him down a path that Jesse most certainly would not have taken himself. Mm-hmm. And he's felt very guilty about that at times. Enough to the point where he would defend him by killing someone else. Right. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, the third prediction at some point jesse will get in the way of one of walt's objectives and more importantly he will refuse to forgive walt for the role he has played in his life at that point walt will kill jesse or at least allow others to kill him i think i think gilligan would deliver on his promise of making walt unforgivable without outcome yeah i think if walt kills jesse he's pretty unforgivable honestly because jesse's the other character that we have this extreme attachment to right yeah yeah, that would definitely cross a line if he kills Jesse. Yeah. I, mean, I think that that's, man, I don't know. It would it would symbolize a complete turnaround in his attitude because he's killed to save Jesse before.
1: I don't want to. I don't know what I want to see more. I don't know if I want to see <laughs> uh-huh. like everyone hunting down Walt and like you know, Hank's on his trail, Gus is on his trail, the Cartels on his trail, mm-hmm. and he has this totally Scarface ending. Where it's, you know, he's coked up with a minigun or a machine gun and like challenging everybody. No. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know whether I want to see this or like one at a time he deals with a threat. Like, okay, I'm going to off gotcha. Guess and then I'm going to off Jesse and then I'm going to have a gun battle with Hank and probably. So I don't know. It's like hmm. definitely, I mean, the show creators have said as much that that's one thing. They haven't said what they're going to do, but that's one thing that's still out there. The fact that, you know, what Walt did. Or what happened to Jane? And when Jesse yep. finds that out, holy shit! <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Especially if Walt or uh, if Mike has
0: been taking him under his wing, mm-hmm. and if he no longer needs Walt for that support that he's been getting from him. Yep. Uh, last emails from Daniel. He says, "Who made the prediction that the title would correspond with a death? Uh, I did, but that happened back in thirty-eight snub. Right? That mm. that went away. Yeah. Nobody died with the thirty-eight snub. No. Nope. Um." He says, tremendous pace to this episode with wildly creative camera work. I agree 100%. That was awesome. Even the quirky music returned. I have to quibble, however, with Walt's downtown driving, which was wildly over the top as he bangs at Louie after busting around his sixth car. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense driving. Like, that was stunt driving right there. Yeah. I wonder if he actually did that driving. Uh,
1: no. You don't um, think so. Not God, the, if Az- I were the I difficulty would have. of driving that uh, in a in a Aztec has got to be like nine point <laughs> seven, right? Even the East German judges would give that to you.
0: Uh, he also says he's not entirely on board with your contention that Jesse's being groomed as a henchman.
1: Well, suck it, because I he mean, is.
0: <laughs> well, I I'm wondering if he'll turn around. Like that's what he's saying here, because this email came in after. Oh, uh, really? this episode so he's wow. not even now entirely convinced that it'll happen
1: okay well that uh, would be um uh, i mean it's not the first time the show rope a dopes and lies to us we're gonna be in fact if you stay past the spoiler we're going to loudly decry what a bunch <laughs> of liars and charlatans the uh people that cut the in next the, the week's previous episode. yeah no not ne- previous in next next week's episode the previous. next time previews oh previews. yeah That's just are the previously's no the previously's
0: uh, but yeah, he thinks that Jesse's just too erratic for Gus, uh, to feel comfortable with him. And he thinks that, um, Jesse's being set up to be a sacrificial lamb for the Mexican cartel at some point in the future. So that'll be mm. interesting. Stick around for the spoilers. You want to know my thoughts on that? Yep. That's it. Next episode is going to be called Cornered. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we will... For whoever is not joining us in the spoiler section, we will see you next time. And again, if you want to leave us feedback and uh, you know give us a take that we
1: use on the show, uh, send us an email at breakinggood@baldmove.com. Um, Follow us or shout out Jim on Twitter at breakgood, um, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash breakinggood. If you want to... You know, Twitter and Facebook, the best place to go if you want to know the instant our podcast is released or whenever anything big happens. Yeah. Um, and then, again, we always appreciate the five-star reviews on iTunes. That helps us on our search engine ranking. It helps us uh,
0: get new people in the show. And if you can uh, – if you think think of it, tell a friend. Yeah, and visit our website too. We're doing a lot of original content now. Where we're trying to do a little bit more than we have been. Well, every day mm, you definitely gotten... get the news. Exactly. Up, yeah. You know. So that's Uh, it.
1: Yeah, see him on the the next side. Get her clothes back on and uh, join us after the music into the exclusive Spoilers Club. (laughs) Yep. The the, the players. Behind the rope. Spoilers Only Club. VIP, bitches.
0: And we're back with the spoiler section. Go ahead and run the promo for next week. Episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. You're not some hardened criminal, Walt. You are in over your
1: head. Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Do you really believe that you mean anything to these
0: people? We hit them hard and where they live, set up a meeting. Maybe I'm not such a loser after all. This was my idea. Tell Gus to blame me, not them. The next episode of
1: Breaking Bad. Go to Williams. Okay. I ain't buying a Gilligan, right?
0: I'm not buying anything. It's, you nothing.
1: can make me think that Walt is going to muscle up and hit, uh-huh. uh, or Mike's going to wa- muscle up and hit Walt's house. I'm not buying it. No,
0: nope, I'm not buying it. I'm seeing Jesse with the, sh- the shovel on his shoulder, like he's going to dig a grave. Uh-huh. I'm not buying that. Skyler's calling out Walt on being not being a hardened criminal. I'm that not buying didn't it, happen. he's not hard as diamond. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, that might have happened. No, no, no. It, it implies there that she has found out the danger that he's in. Yeah. I disagree. I don't believe it. So do you think... Okay, so what... What I,
1: they're they're trying to imply mm. that Walt's family's in danger. Yes, very heavily. Um, and Walt might even believe that his family's in danger because he went to Tuvok all concerned that he was going to neck pinch. You know, like somebody was going to get <laughs> in trouble. That it wasn't their idea; it was mm. my idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'll probably be innocent enough. Um, but uh, I kind of think that this is more cartel. This is that, really? that, 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 well, I mean. That the
0: they he's talking about there. No, the cartel? no, no,
1: no. I think oh, okay. that Mike and Gus sitting there having a war council about what to do about the cartel, because again, we just saw them gotcha. get hit and we haven't seen any reprisals since Walt, uh, since, since Mike went and, and regulated at the warehouse.
0: That's true. Yeah. It, it's been, well, it's been two episodes now that since they've been hitting the truck, right? Since Mike has been hitting the truck, right? So
1: I think that, uh, that that actually piece of dialogue is from them planning on what to do mm-hmm. about the cartel. That's and, and maybe because Jesse looked like he's going to, like, a little Adobe hut-type house. Yeah. Um, maybe that's going to be one of his first assignments, that he's going to shoot up one of the, the, the houses where the cartel lives. And, you know, if he dies, I don't know. Um I do have a couple other things. I know is going to fa- uh I heard a spoiler from Ain't It Cool that uh, they had a whole list of spoilers. All of them were about this week's episode. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, the only one they had for next week's episode is that um, Odenkirk, uh, uh-huh. Saul, is not going to be in it. I this will be bring the second. Back, this is the man. second. There'll be a second episode in a row where there's no. Um, is it Bob? Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. I was yeah. wondering... Steve Odenkirk is the one that does all of the uh, <laughs> thumb pal. wars and yeah, thumb yeah. pow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that is a. I, that's a, that's the only spoiler I've actually seen. Um. Mm-hmm. Now we did see a. This photo released on the net
0: yes, this last so week, cool. and
1: I forgot to talk about this. I linked it in, um, and I kind of said it was a spoilery thing in the news um, last week. But we see R.J. Mitt, mm-hmm. um, who's Walt Jr. on the show, shaved completely bald. He's, like, in a green room somewhere. And mm-hmm. uh, is that Vince Gilligan? Uh, the, no. That's okay. Not him. Um, because I can tell, like... That almost looks like it might even be makeup.
0: Yeah, I'm not positive if it's makeup or not.
1: Because this could be, like, for a Saturday Night Live appearance. We don't really know. Right. And I don't think this was released by the official show. This was something that the people on Reddit found. And there's mm. no context at all to the image. Yep. So let's speculate about this. Um, could it? I mean, obviously, he's not going to go through chemo. Um, (laughs) sure but could his dad be going through another round of
0: chemo and he shaves his head to show solidarity with his father uh i think that would be if if we're assuming this comes up next episode no i think that would be way too abrupt
1: hell no i think this is this is happening this season though because this is apparently unless it's for some saturday night season maybe they're not they're not shooting next season yet hell they didn't have the deal in place remember uh, that's true. It that just happened yeah. this weekend. So it's got to be this. It's got to be this season or, or it's some rib that yeah. they're doing for some, you know, vari- some show.
0: She's holding an exacto knife there, isn't she? Is that an exacto knife?
1: I thought it was a makeup brush. May- she's holding it weird if it were a makeup brush. Maybe it's brush. a pin. Maybe it is a pin. The guy behind her definitely has a makeup brush in his hand. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what she's holding. So like. why would Walt Jr. be bald? It's got to be something related to his dad, right? Absolutely. It has to be. Yeah. Well, I... I think we see a lot of stuff in this episode where uh, Walt Jr. wants to be his dad. He's drinking drinking coffee. coffee. Yeah, and he obviously doesn't like the coffee. He just wants to be his dad.
1: So you don't think that this necessarily means that he has to, uh, that the Walt has got cancer again. It could Mm -hmm. be just that he's wanting
0: to be like his old man. Uh, Look what happened with Jesse. Why did he shave his head? No one it was knows. totally random yeah as far as we know, right you know I mean there was no reason was so he has did Vill- that is Vince maybe Vince Gilligan
1: just gone crazy with the bald heads thing that everyone's yeah. got to be bald Sky- you should see his dog it shaved the hair right off of it. This is turning into a conehead <laughs> segment basically.
0: <laughs> oh God, how great would it be to bring that back on Saturday Night
1: live uh, um, so yeah anyway um awesome image. I'm gonna link it again in the show notes tomorrow um so people can see what we're talking about yeah spoilers but you Mm -hmm.
0: know uh so what else have we got to talk about spoiler wise uh there is an extended cut um of mike and jesse in a diner which actually tells us some things instead of just being tantalizing right yeah i mean it's actual footage from the episode and i think people have seen these before well but i'm saying that most of them are usually
1: something that doesn't really tell us anything like it's oh. like they show Skyler and Walt having an argument uh-huh. or they show Mike sitting in the chicken truck
0: sure. freezing dead yeah. <laughs>
1: um this actually has advances a little bit of a plot point because they show that Jesse's got the shakes
0: that Mike uh-huh. notices Jesse's drinking coffee I- ah <laughs> ah I'm oh, telling God. you, man. Jesse's dressed in all black and white now. He's drinking black coffee. He's definitely made the jump
1: to the uh, po- the preseason poster that we saw. Oh, the, for uh, sure, American History X poster, especially yep. those flaring jawbones. Um, but no, I. But I he's think coming down off his meth. He's he's he, he comes out the mic. It's like you know I'm not using anymore. Mm-hmm. And Mike, like again, that's where this this tough guy Mike is can be much more warm and empathetic than Walt can ever hope to be. Yeah. Because what he does, he just basically offers him his plate of food Mm -hmm. in this very deliberate, kind of, like, fatherly manner. It's like, you know, you need to eat something. Yeah. And Jesse is clearly, like, eating this attention up. Like, being treated, like, as a potential equal. And not Mm -hmm. in a condescending way because, like, that Mike needs something from him. Because that was the other brilliant part about this episode. Damn it, I wish I talked about this non-spoiler section. (laughs) Is that when... Mike said, look, dude, I don't even want you here. This is not my idea. Yeah. That that basically said that this is Jesse. When he finally earned the praise from Mike at the end, he legitimately earned it. It wasn't something that Mike needed him for or even wanted him for. It was purely based on his performance, a meritocracy. And that's like any time that Walt has given Jesse that praise and affirmation, it's been because he's laying in a hospital bed threatening to burn his brother-in-law and yeah, right. him. Mm-hmm. It's like, your cook is as good as mine. Oh, really? I mean, that can't mean <laughs> as much as somebody that doesn't. Like, if, if if Walt had said that the episode before and just came out and said, uh, you know, your cook is as good as mine, it would have meant something. When Jesse's got him by the balls, squeezing, mm-hmm. and he's like,
0: oh, your cook is as good as mine. <laughs> not, as, not as meaningful.
1: Not at all. Not and at that's all. what Mike is giving him. He's giving him props that he's earned.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Mike can definitely be a lot more warm. We've never seen the, we've never really seen the scene with Walt that we saw with Mike where he's talking to his granddaughter, you know, and he's being this normal person. Um, And that's part of the interview I saw with Jonathan Banks. He was, they were asking him how much of the character Mike is him and how much is the character. And he says, Mike is basically him. Mike is this warm guy. Mike is a normal dude, but he's there for business when he's doing his job. And this, this comes back to, I think, there's a reason why Mike is working for Gus. It's not just because Mike wants to work for Gus. It's because Gus has something over him, I think. And and the, the nice guy part of Mike is trying to keep Gus from doing whatever horrible thing he's going to do if he doesn't work for him. Hmm. And it's gotta involve that that granddaughter it's got to um yeah, I don't
1: know I mean it depends on how shocking you think Gus slitting Victor's throat really was to Mike because if Mike really thought of Gus as um, mm, yeah. you know a, a a palatable version of a drug dealer because most cops hate drug dealers. Sure. Regardless Regardless how they feel about drugs, they always hate the drug dealers because they're pre- they're vermin to prey on people. But if he was looking the other way and even helping him kind of like the same way Bunny Colvin from The Wire set up Hamsterdam saying, "Well, you know, it's a lesser of two evils and at least I'm trying to make this a business and mm-hmm. you know, um maybe he did that and be- Gus being kind of a vicious crazy person deep down was shocking to him. I don't I just don't know. I don't I don't uh, until we find out more about his uh Backstory, I don't think we can, know.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. So, that's uh, all I
1: got for the spoiler stuff. You got anything else to talk about? Nope,
0: that's it. I think we talked
1: about both of the previous, so... I was going through his IMDb article, because I thought for some reason he played one of Molly Ringwald's fathers. <laughs> or...
0: One of her many fathers. Or maybe he was like... <laughs> the actress,
1: not the characters. <laughs> maybe he was in Say Anything. Or I, I thought he was the father of one of those 80s, you know john hughes was he i I was like you know where have i seen him because i I know i've seen this man be warm in this manner before because he's very good at being this tough guy like Hmm. you do not want to see me open the door when you're out on a date with my daughter he plays a
0: lot of bad guys
1: but he can also swing around and be this like you know really you know warm fatherly guy too and i'm Hmm. trying to think it wasn't in star trek deep space nine for sure
0: (laughs) no no although
1: that's a tuvok possible tuvok connection
0: (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) all right i'm calling it to to a close here uh we're done yeah see you next week people see you